Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. The Flames played quite an interesting game against a potential playoff opponent, Nashville Predators, last night. Do we really need to worry about it, or can we just chalk it up to late in the season, back-to-back? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of uh, every different entity of this sports world. I've written for SB Nation. I've written for Fansided. I've written for myself. Uh, down the frozen river, you name it. I've been covering the league for quite a few years now. And how are you doing today? Thank you so much for making Locked on Flames uh, probably the listen of your commute home today. Today's pod's coming out a little bit later than I anticipated, and I'm sorry about that. But you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Odyssey, Audible, and on YouTube. It's free. It's great. Last night's game... Ended up being, obviously, a shootout loss against the Preds, and I was a little confused. I was a little confused why this team came out looking lazy, okay? Um, I just, I don't even know where to start here. The only reason the uh, game was scoreless through the first frame was because of Dan Vladar. Dan Vladar made some incredible saves. He had one (laughs) where his leg just was like, like he was on his side and he's like kicked his leg in the air. Just truly like model worthy stuff there. But would Markstrom, I'm not trying to create goalie controversy. I'm not trying to, but would Markstrom have made those same kind of saves? You know, would the flames have been able to exit that first frame without trailing uh I think that's a valid question especially considering uh Markstrom's been allowing you know soft goals and uh a few goals on a limited number of shots it's it's a fair thing that kind of leaves you scratching your head so credits given where credits due and uh Vladar definitely gets some stick taps for that uh the five, the even strength scoring, you guys. We're going to talk about this later in the later in the show, but it, it it's been a little bit of a struggle, and it was it, it did show up last night after I started taking my game notes and pointed it out. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like they're just not performing at uh, performing very well at even strengths, and we're going to look at some stats to talk about that. But just what an interesting performance that was uh they need to figure out this even strength scoring because it's going to impact them come the playoffs and it just should not be as big of a struggle as it is right now but let's move on to the second period (laughs) and we're not gonna obviously do a full game recap or anything like that but uh the second period it did start off a lot stronger it started off like the first period should have. They were skating with urgency and they were skating with 
this sense of energy that was not there in the first period. But then it fizzled out. And it did the same thing in the third period as well. Like, it just was not there. And, of course, you have to say, like, are they just not into it tonight? Like, what's going on? You know, it's the second half of a back-to-back and, you know, you're traveling and jet lag. Like, I understand that those can be seen as excuses and whatnot, but also, like, traveling, like, kicks my butt. I'm not gonna lie. I, as much as I love it, I need a good day to recover, <laughs> even if it is just, you know, a short flight to Chicago or to Nashville. Like, I've done it, and it's it's tiring, but I just, I don't want to have this sort of pressure on players to, you know, only, that only one of them can contribute. Mangiapane scored the only two goals last night for the Flames, right? So he ends up tying the game, and it was just very, like, I <laughs> to, I thought that Toffoli had the second goal, but it was not. Toffoli had a broken stick that ended up helping Mangiapane, but you know, just to even be able to squeeze out a point there was nice. And I do have to wonder what is it going to take to get other people's, you know, sticks churning. And I feel so horrible saying that because they did just score nine goals against Arizona, but now you're playing your competitors and you're playing true competition that you're probably going to see in the playoffs. So you know, you can't just sit back and relax. You have to just figure it out. And I hate games ending on a skills competition. I hate shootouts. And I'm so glad that they don't do shootouts in the playoffs because I think it is an absolute BS way to uh, determine a winner of a game, but especially a playoff game. So, you know, the Flames were able to escape with a point. That's good. Uh, you know, Kachuk not getting 100 points was not, uh, last night was not his his fault. It was not some sort of, uh, you know, deep-seated message like, oh, they were able to help out Johnny so much to get him his 100th point because his parents are there and blah, 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 but they couldn't do it for Kachuk. First of all, Kachuk did get a point last night and passed his father and his father and mother were in the stands last night, so don't make it something different, difficult. Kachuk needed two points last night. He was able to get one, so, you know, maybe the next game, he gets the next. I just, I don't see people needing to make it that deep, because it's not. (laughs) But coming up next, we are going to talk about the even strength struggles and struggles at even strength, and then we're going to talk more about some milestones for the one and only John Michael Gaudreau. But before we do that, I do want to talk to you all about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit, and I completely understand why. I love getting my pre-portioned meals, my pre-portioned ingredients, and the ability to customize my meals as well. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes, and it's just fantastic. I I love being able to just pick and really find new favorites. And it's 
one thing that has made my life easier is not having to go to the grocery store all the time. And I'm actually saving money by not doing that. And you can go on over to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn and use code LockedOn16 for 16 free meals and three free gifts. Lockdown Flames continues. Thank you so much for tuning in and make sure that you are subscribed and following the show wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so this stat is one that I was trying to calculate during the game. Uh, so forgive me. I, I, I do have a fact checker who, who was able to help me out with this. So, you know, they... They can take some of the blame, but I'm almost positive that whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, my neighbor's car alarm's going off again. I apologize if you can hear that. But they have 18 even strength goals in their last five games, right? That sounds fantastic. Like, you're like, oh, what? That's phenomenal, right? Like, why? what are you complaining about? Nine of those came in the Arizona game. All of the goals that they scored against Arizona were even strength, right? So let's take away Arizona the way that Quebec City is going to take away the Coyotes, right? Okay. So (laughs) uh, you have nine even strength goals at that. Yeah, nine. Sorry, I thought my subtraction was wrong. (laughs) But if you take away the game against Arizona, you have nine even strength goals. In your last five games. That's not even two goals a game. It's a little over one, right? And it's not abnormal. Every team goes through the ruts. They go through the motions, the droughts, and whatever. But this is clearly an issue for the Flames. Because they could not score an even strength goal last night. Um, I mean, Mangiapane did, obviously. But... They couldn't do it in that first period. There were some shots where I fully expected them to score, and they just couldn't. Uh, I think there were a few shots, even by Lindholm, that I was like, what What are we doing here, you know? And the Flames just need to start working on these drills and working toward finding their even strength scoring at, here at, towards the end of the season. Uh Come playoffs, your teams are going to be more disciplined. You know, they're not going to be out there taking as many penalties as they do in the regular season because they know that you're going up against some of the best of the best and some of the best penalty kills, you know, in the league. And the one thing that comes to mind here is like the opposite <sighs> it's the Flames going on the PK. And allowing their opponent to have uh, the man advantage. And especially, especially when you look back at their last playoff performance against Dallas in the bubble, right? And Dallas is a possible opponent, first round opponent, right? So, yeah, Dallas, yes. So, they allowed Dallas to score so many times. On the uh, on the power play, they allowed so many power play goals 
it was so hard to watch and you can't afford to do that again, right? So obviously th there are multiple factors here. One, figure out this even strength scoring before someone figures it out for you and you have, you're, you're back on the golf course early spring, right? And then of course you look at Nikita Zadorov is the first player that comes to mind because he has taken so many penalties recently. In the last few games, I just feel like it's Nikita Zadorov, number 16 for Cal or number 16 for the Calgary Flames heading to the penalty bar, like whatever, for high sticking, tripping, you know, whatever, right? That is something that is going to end up being costly to this team. And it, it already is. It's proving itself right in front of us. So in order for the Flames to avoid that, they really need to tighten it up. They need to tighten up the discipline. They need to tighten up their play. They have like two weeks left of the regular season. And then it's, you got to hit the ground running here. There's no opportunity for this team to get off to a slow start. You know, in the games against Chicago and Nashville, more so Chicago, I can understand excuse me, why you're not playing at 100%, but you're also still trying to lock up the division so you don't have to play Colorado, you know? And I'm not entirely sure uh, if the Flames are aware of how much they've kind of regressed in the last, I don't know, week. But... It definitely needs to get better. It needs to just tighten it up. And I'm sure Sutter has them working on these drills and whatnot during practice. Like, there's no way they are just, he's letting the team get away with this. Like, there's just no way. That's not Daryl Sutter, right? Sutter is one for accountability. He is one to hold these players to a standard that's going to win them a Stanley Cup. And, you know, I hope we can come back in two months and say, hey, we were right. And I don't know. I'm just very um, interested to see how the uh, next week and a half or so play out in terms of even strength goals. So we'll definitely be keeping uh, track of that. And, We'll come, re we'll come back and revisit it because we're still going to be talking about the Flames. We're still going to be talking about them. We've got plenty more to talk about, right? But coming up next, we are going to wrap up the show with some milestones from Johnny. But uh, without further ado, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that uh, belongs on all of your summer picnics. It is a treat that doesn't not taste like it should be healthy. It is a protein bar covered in 100% chocolate or a marshmallow or protein infused marshmallow covered in 100% chocolate as well. And they're just delicious and they don't taste like they're supposed to be good for you, but they are in fact good for you. Uh, you can check out the macros on uh, built.com. But uh, right now, I can tell you right. <laughs> I can tell you right now that they're high in protein, low calories, high fiber, low carbs, 
Most of the bars are 130 calories, under 5 grams of sugar, under 5 net carbs, and about 17 grams of protein. And you need, I believe it's 17, 18 grams of protein in a meal. You know, recommended, right? Candy bars are uh, kind of the exact opposite of that. And, you know, built bars have the same taste as a candy bar, right? So head on over to built.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your next order at built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. I'm trying, if you're watching on YouTube, I am trying something new, right? Uh, I am going to share my screen and hope, hope that this works. Because I I don't know if it is. And I'm currently I've never done this before. So we're gonna we're gonna try, right? Um oh never mind. I am not going to be able to share my screen because it wants me to um Oh, maybe I will be able to actually. Ha ha I can. <laughs> okay, so I was able to get around it but without having to restart Chrome. But I wanted to go over this article written by Pat Steinberg of, um, it's on Flames Nation. And he's kind of just talking about all of Johnny's milestones um, and how he's just like collecting them like infinity stones, right? But let's look here. I mainly pulled this up so you could look at the charts, right? And you can see the names that he is, associated with and like the greatness that is on these lists and last week Johnny was the first player since Theo Fleury in 93-94 to record 100 points in a single season incredible right and he is the ninth Flames player to tally 100 points or more uh and (laughs) doing it in 73 games and he was the third third fastest player in franchise history to hit that mark. Kent Nielsen and Bob McMillan uh, were the only two to do it faster. I, like, look at this list right here. He, I think, obviously, he will not be able to hit the 130 mark. You can't see me circling anything on this page. But I don't think that he will be able to, well, it's impossible for him to hit that 131 mark by Kent Nielsen, right? But the... Uh, Joe Mullins, <laughs> 110 is certainly more vulnerable there and is definitely more likely unless he goes on some sort of uh, drought, which I, I knock on wood with that one. But you also notice the year here. What year is that? Can Oh, never mind. You can't see me pointing to it. <laughs> I don't know how this stuff works. Uh, 1988 and 89. Do you remember what happened? We're, we're, I wasn't born yet, but you know, something really special happened in that year uh, for the Flames. Look at this ad. Just please, Best Buy. No one, no one wants to buy a new washer or dryer right now. Um, <laughs> but he, so, okay. I'm going to read this paragraph. And with another point in Tuesday night in Nashville, Gaudreau has moved within. Three points of the number one in the Art Ross Trophy race. 
Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau leads with 111 and one ahead of Edmonton's Connor McDavid. And this is going to be an interesting fight to the finish. It's going to be incredible, right? Oh, hello, Best Buy. Do y'all have Best Buys in Canada? The one by us just, okay. Anyways, uh, one area Gaudreau won't be caught at is at even strength. Thank God for Johnny Gaudreau and this even strength scoring point tallying ability. Amen, right? So, uh, it, the only point he had on Tuesday was recorded on the power play, but he has 85 even strength points this season. <laughs> he passed himself uh, back in 2018, 2019, Kent Nelson, Bob McMillan, uh, Guy Chenard. I'm so sorry for mispronouncing these names. Uh, but, you know, he's set a nice franchise record there. And, again, he's collecting them like infinity stones. Another table I wanted to look at uh, was – was it this one? Yes. Okay. So, so plus minus, you know, everyone argues, is it a useless stat? Is it a good stat? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really have many opinions on that. I think it, it's I think it's a silly stat. But uh, – Gaudreau has, is a plus 60 on the year so far, and it's a fluctuating stat. This one is slightly more uncertain, but it stands to reason Johnny's in good shape to establish a new franchise record in a single season. After all, he's currently nine up on Mullen's prior mark. So um, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm and Johnny Gaudreau all find themselves in the uh, top three. So Gaudreau leads with 60. Elias Lindholm leads uh, in second, rather, with 56. And then could, excuse me, Kachuk at 53. That's incredible. That is huge, right? And for all, for the three of them to be in the same season is fantastic, right? And it just shows that this line has needed to be together from the start like there was never a doubt about it there shouldn't have been any doubt it just needed to happen wow this I I remember seeing this uh in the bigger picture Gaudreau has the chance to become the first forward since Wayne Gretzky who was a plus 69 back in 86 87 to finish plus 60 or better amongst all skaters defensemen uh, Vladimir Konstantinov is the last player who was able to accomplish this feat when he went plus 60 back in 95 and 96. That's wild. So for Gaudreau to even be able to accomplish that in the last, that's disgusting. That's 27 years ago. I'm going to be 27 this year. That's wow. Okay. Um, and of course, Gaudreau was in the conversation for the Hart Trophy as well. But we know it's probably going to go to players like, you know, McDavid or Matthews, which I think is ridiculous because it is the most valuable player of um, for their team. And no one on the Flames is doing it quite like Gaudreau. Um... That first line was kind of a mess until Gaudreau was placed up there full-time. Austin Matthews has players like William uh, Nylander, John Tavares, 
Mitch Marner, uh, plenty more around him. And McDavid has Dreisaitl right there. So I think anybody who's voting should be voting for Gaudreau. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're going to have to sit tight and see what happens next here, especially uh, in these next few games as the season wraps up. Will he be able to get to, like, break? Will he break uh, Gretzky's plus 69? Will he – will people vote for him to be uh, the Hart Trophy winner, you know? Is he going to – make a push for the Art Ross trophy as well. So we'll have to see. I'm interested to see how things play out, how the end of the season goes on. I think this time next week, we will have a much better picture of who the Flames will be playing in the first round. And then you'll, you'll see the other, uh, we'll have a crossover episode. So whether it be the Nashville Preds, you know, Locked On Preds with Ann and Nick or uh, the guys from the Dallas Stars show. So thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. I find the show where we get your podcasts. Leave a nice little rating review. Um, be nice. And I look forward to chatting with you in the comment section. Bye-bye.